This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Consumer price index increased 1.2% in March, now standing at 8.5%. That is the largest inflation seen in about 40 years. Increases in gasoline, shelter, and food are the big causes. Gas prices increased 48% year-over-year. The price of food increased 10% year-over-year. Rental rates increased more than 5%. Utterback Marketing President Bob Utterback says the livestock markets in particular are watching consumer demand very closely. Consumers are really starting to get hit with these high gasoline prices, which translates into higher consumer all across. And so the consumer dollar is really getting stretched. And that's not going to be good for beef and pork uh, in reference to the demand side of the equation. Thankfully, the supply is being curtailed. So overall, I think the meat's still have a long-term more upside potential, but uh, it's going to be a struggle for the meats to go a lot higher because of consumer resistance and the money is just not stretching as far. Demand also remaining a driver of the grain markets. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzolo says those flash old crop soybean sales are much needed. They really needed the export sales report from, uh, uh, excuse me, these flash export sales from USDA today of some 2122 sales of 132,000 metric tons because we're in week 32 and accumulated uh, soybean exports are down uh, are you know running about 78% of the expected 2.1 billion bushel marketing year number so the trade's been in my opinion a little bit disappointed with the soybean demand Row crops closed narrowly mixed Thursday ahead of the Easter holiday weekend with Friday off U.S. Commodities Vice President Jason Rose says there are many factors that will impact acreage that are in play. Well, prices are up at these areas. I think watch, uh, uh, you know, do we start rationing? Uh, you know, we watch the crude oil close. Uh, there's so many things to watch, you know, the crude oil, the, the dollar, um, you know, the exports. Uh, you know, I think the uh, you know, risk management is going to be very important this year. Nearly 500 bulk cargo ships are backed up in Chinese ports, with most of that congestion around the port of Shanghai. Citywide lockdowns in place in Shanghai to deal with an uptick in COVID cases. That has resulted in a shortage of workers to unload ships. Trucker shortage also blamed for China's logistical logjam. Planting progress is expected to remain slow across the entire Corn Belt. Ag Resource Company President Dan Bossi expects lingering delays uh, with snow in the forecast again this weekend. Bossi expects Prevent Plant to enter the conversation as planting delays continue. If you talk to farmers, the one thing they look at this year is they said, you know, Dan, if I could get a... Uh a couple big rains in early early May uh, prevent plantlets to be a very good option, which seems strange when you've got prices this high, but because the revenue insurance was so fancy this year that that program not having enough seed and fertilizer and chemicals really starts to pay off. So we, we in Chicago are very closely monitoring the prevent plant. We think it's something that could be a, in play in the northern plains and even potential in the Delta and southeast states. For the week, May corn was up 21.5 cents, December corn up 19.5, May soybeans closed 6 and 3 quarter cents lower, November beans closed 6 cents higher, July Chicago wheat closed up 46 and a quarter cents, Kansas City July wheat was up 47 and a quarter, Minneapolis September wheat finished 26 and a half cents higher. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
Attention beer producing farmers. With all the shortages we are dealing with today, the last thing you want to be short is your barley crop. Apply new Spherix fungicide to maximize quality in bushels. Spherix provides the best dawn reduction on the market. You wouldn't leave your beer unattended, so don't leave your barley unattended. Apply Spherix at early heading for more barley yield and more beer. For more information, contact your local retailer. Always read and follow label instructions. This is farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor. Stay with the Red River Farm Network for coverage of the South Dakota FFA Convention. We'll bring you reports featuring award winners, state officers, and more. This event celebrates the accomplishments of South Dakota's 5,000 FFA members in more than 100 FFA chapters. Our special coverage is sponsored by the South Dakota Farmers Union and Full Circle Egg at Britain. On air, online, and on the road, the Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business. With a look at this week in news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. The consumer price index increased 1.2% in March, and it's now at 8.5%. The largest inflation increases were in gasoline, shelter, and food. The general inflation rate may be at its highest in four years, but Bell Bank's senior vice president of agribusiness development, Lynn Paulson, thinks the inflation rate for production agriculture is higher than that. When you're talking, obviously, doubling of fertilizer, chemicals, uh, fuel all of those things that go into raising a crop or livestock, um, the, the inflation rate's considerably higher. I, I think the other part is, you know, at, at, you know, with eight and a half percent inflation, at some point, um, that's going to probably start reducing demand for some of your high-end agricultural products, um, beef, and, and those other things that maybe are not necessities. That when when people had money in their pocket and there are a lot of stimulus money, they were able to buy that maybe. You know, when, when inflation comes and maybe it's added three to $500 a month to the average household, uh, just with inflation costs, you know, it, it could start trickling down. Paulson says without question, this will be the most expensive crop in history to produce. With higher commodity prices, Paulson is not concerned about 2022, but what happens in the following years. The Farm Credit Administration's quarterly report on the farm economy cites high inflation and the increase in interest rates. Oil prices were rising before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but continued to surge. The report says corn prices reached their highest level since 2013, but market volatility remains high. Livestock margins are being squeezed by the higher feed cost. The farm credit system reports strong financial results in 2021 with solid loan growth and very good credit quality. NDSU Extension Crops Marketing Economist Frane Olson says Russia and Ukraine are both facing challenges right now with Ukraine. Olson says the country is struggling to move grain shipments into Western Europe. The, the primary focus has really been shifting now to the rail system. Now, one of the big challenges is that the width of the railroads, the rails in the former Soviet Union countries is wider than the, than the gauge of the rails in the rest of Western Europe. They're looking at, at being forced to basically transload. The other issue that I've read a little bit about is the rail cars. They, they have grain rail cars available. It's just, again, making sure that they're in the right place at the right time. Russia's ports are still open. However, costs have gone up significantly. At a Poet Ethanol facility in Iowa, President Biden made it official this week. E-15 will be back for the summer driving season. But the Environmental Protection Agency is planning to issue an emergency waiver to allow E-15 gasoline that uses more ethanol from homegrown crops to be sold across the United States 
this summer in order to increase fuel supply. Biden said it won't solve all of the problems, but this should help. The canola industry has been waiting for an announcement from the EPA regarding canola's inclusion as a feedstock for the renewable fuel standard. Northern Canola Growers Association Executive Director Barry Coleman says canola has been working for inclusion for a long time. The U.S. Canola Association sent in the uh, petition back in March of uh, 2020, so it's been two years since the petitioner sent in to the EPA to, to get canola oil approved, and uh, so it's going through the, the proposed rule process. According to a market intel report from the American Farm Bureau Federation, highly pathogenic avian influenza cases across the United States are outpacing the 2015 outbreak. As of late last week, there were 158 detections in commercial and backyard flocks in 25 states. It is too early to know how large of an impact the 2022 outbreak will have on the U.S. poultry sector. Minnesota Governor Tim Wall signed the Emergency Avian Influenza Response Bill. The legislation includes $1 million for disease surveillance and testing supplies. The bill also helps protect the privacy of farmers and flock owners who seek mental health. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. You never quite know when that next storm is going to strike. And all it takes is for a little hail to ruin a perfect crop. But you can protect yourself with a hail insurance policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. The insurance professionals at Egg Country can help customize a policy that will fit your farming operation. Protect your revenue today by contacting your local Egg Country office. Egg Country, experts in every field. More than 4,000 FFA members and guests from across the state will participate in the 2022 Minnesota State FFA Convention. This is Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick, and we'll be in Minneapolis-St. Paul to provide coverage of the state convention. This special coverage is sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation, Associated Milk Producers Incorporated, Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, and the Minnesota Farmers Union. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor for the Red River Farm Network. Two more snow events are expected for the Northern Plains and Canadian Prairies beginning this weekend. World Weather Incorporated says two to five inches of snow is expected Saturday night and Sunday along the Canada border with a second, more broad-based event across the Canadian Prairies Monday night into Wednesday, which could drop another two to six inches of snow. Temperatures are expected to remain on the cool side next week before warming to more seasonable temperatures the last week of April. More snow is in the forecast this weekend. National Weather Service meteorologist Bill Barrett says this is going to be a minor dose of snow compared to what just moved through the Dakotas and Minnesota. So there is the risk of that um, on Sunday. Very cold temperatures also that we should be aware of. You know, for this time of year especially, we're going to be having, uh, you know, maybe not record lows, but we'll be having record low high temperatures, if that makes sense. In other words, we're going to have uh, daytime temperatures that are colder than what we normally or possibly ever experienced in April, getting down to really, you know, record highs only 25, 23 degrees. That's usually not experienced here at this time of year. So Barrett says on Sunday we'll gradually start to come out of that. The good news is, though, that by the middle and end of next week, we will be warming up to actually to maybe near normal for this time of year, which could be a high at or even exceeding 50. But we're going to have to wait at least a week for that. There is a bright spot in this past week's spring blizzard. Bismarck, North Dakota-based National Weather Service meteorologist Chauncey Schultz says the snow helped the drought-stricken Dakotas. 
the moisture side from the liquid equivalent out of the storm, it could be one to two inches of liquid equivalent in the in the areas that receive the most snow, which would be beneficial moisture in the end. So that is, I guess, the one bit of good news that can come out of this system is that beneficial moisture happening in the areas that really need it the most. Uh, again, more of the western parts of the state, as you said, compared to the eastern parts of the state, uh, which maybe don't need the moisture uh, quite as much as the west does. In one of the heaviest hit areas of snow for the spring storm, northwest North Dakota Williston farmer Ryan Ellis is still trying to get through calving season. I heard a uh, phrase the other day, uh, completely true, that you have to kill a few calves to save the herd, and that's the exact situation we were in this year. I mean, I guess we would have preferred to this have to come as rain, but uh, at this point we will take any moisture that we can get. Without it, pastures were not going to be good. This week's spring blizzard delays fieldwork in western North Dakota. Coal Harbor farmer Paul Anderson welcomes the moisture. Uh, we did have snow since the 5th of December last year, and it had all pretty well melted off by uh, early March. So we've been without snow for about a month. There are a few tractors in the area uh, out scratching around uh, with air seeders. I've seen two so far uh, this season. But uh, a lot of people are just looking at getting started. This would have been, without this blizzard, this would have been about the prime week to get started uh, with uh, spring planting in earnest. With snow on the ground and a little more in the forecast for this weekend across the northern plains, it'll be a few weeks before soil temperatures warm up enough for planting. Peterson Farm Seed Lead Agronomist Rick Swenson is not worried. You know, you think back to 19 and we had... 40 inches of snow on the ground in some places yet in late April or middle of April anyway. And uh, so we're nowhere near that. And with the amount of snowpack we had up here too, uh, I don't think there was a lot of frost looking at it. Temperatures, um, there's some tile lines already starting to run. So I don't think we're going to have a lot of frost to try to get out of the ground. If we can actually can turn some of these daytime temperatures around, I don't think it'll take much to hit the field. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. With the risks found in agriculture, it's important to have a crop insurance agent that understands your situation. Someone who will review your numbers and consider the different scenarios. Someone who understands farm programs and add-on options. Irie Insurance is here to help. With real-world experience, Irie Insurance will customize a plan to minimize your risk. Find out more at irieinsurance.com. You're protected and appreciated at Irie. Be listening for Crop Watch every Tuesday during Agriculture Today on many of these Red River Farm Network stations. Each week, we'll travel a different part of our listening area and report what farmers, crop consultants, extension specialists, and crop experts have to say. Join us each Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. It's a great way to hear about crop and weather conditions all across the Northern Plains. Crop Watch, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services and BASF.